Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? Good morning, listeners. I, I am so grateful that you are here jumping in on our, our weekly podcast, Gem Revealed, Self-Mastery to Soulmate. As always, I just want to give you some framework around what Gem Revealed is. We are a premier matchmaking company. Our main focus is really you. We know that soulmate is going to appear, but what we want to do is really equip you to be your best self and prepare you for what a healthy relationship looks like, to really understand the expectations of what it is. And we know today, more than ever, one out of every two marriages is falling apart. And our second marriages are even more fragile and they are falling apart. And our children and our community is really paying for that. So what are we doing today to really guardrail ourselves and create our best self journey to make sure when we fall into our next relationship, we're actually doing it with such intention and gratitude with the healthiest mindset possible. So with that being said, what I am so grateful for today is uh, I'd love to introduce my podcast guest. He's a newer friend of mine, um, but it comes with just such an incredible amount of gratitude because uh, not as a newer friend, uh, we share so much around uh, self-mastery and professional development, personal development, and more so something that's so near and dear to my heart is a fellow believer in, in Jesus. That's not something I talk about much, but because he and I share that, that is something that I want to make sure I'm looking at him and say, that's probably one of the, the greatest connections. And that means so much to me. But beyond that, he has um, such an incredible story to share today that is going to uh, just really touch so many of our listeners because so many have gone through it. I know myself, I'm a statistic. Um, that one out of every two marriages has fallen apart. I've been one of them. And Stanley's going to share an angle that has not been shared yet on this um, gem reveal journey through our podcast. And I'm grateful because of his vulnerability and his transparency. I've heard little bits and pieces, but I'm even more excited to really hear his um, his ability to share this journey that's really going to benefit some of you. So with no further ado, I want to I want to uh, give a great introduction to Stanley Dietrich. Stanley, how are you doing today? Thank you, Janine. I'm doing fantastic. Um, and I uh, am honored to be here with you. Um, I'm excited to be here with you. So uh, yeah, how are you Excellent. doing? I, I am doing incredibly well. It is, uh, we're filming on Labor Day. So uh, no, Labor Day weekend, it's Friday. So I'm excited. But what I would love to kick off with is um, before you jump into any of the stories, what, what do our listeners need to know about you? And I always love to start out with, you know, what gives me the right to be on, you know, this microphone. So uh, just share with our listeners a little bit about Stanley, and then I'm going to, I'm going to start peeling the onion back on the story. Okay. 
Okay, so a little bit about me. Um, I love self-development and I love self-mastery and um, I love to empower people. That's my passion. People are my passion. Um, and we've all gone through experiences that are unsettled, that make us seem like a statistic is it can become a label. And I help people um, see that it's just an experience. It's not a definition. And if we learn by our experiences, we can define the future that we want. And that's what I really love to do. So um, I like that you said that. I like that you said, even myself, I said I'm a statistic, but I like how you said, let's crush that. We're not living in some sort of um, defined area of life. It was just nothing more than a moment that we all get to learn from. So thank you. And I, uh, you know, I hope more towards the end, you get to share a little bit more about what you're doing uh, with your professional career. Cause it's just so intriguing, but before we get there, I'd love if you were really to walk us through, you know, you, you've also went through a divorce and uh, the area that you're going to talk to us about is different. So I, I'd love if you would really just jump in there and, and start sharing some of that. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, growing up, I watched relationships struggle. My mom was married three times. My dad was married four times. I knew that as a kid, I saw brokenness and dysfunctional. I didn't understand what it was. And as a kid, you began to think that it's you that can make or break that. And um, I became kind of that pleaser, that that person that wanted to fix things, and I became a strategist. Um, I remember sitting on the porch with my neighbor at 12 years old, and she was having problems with her boyfriend, and I could give her strategies, and then I got to be known that way um, because I came up with strategies because I saw the own brokenness in my own home, and I didn't want that, and as I grew up, I was very selective in my relationships. Um, and I hesitated of getting serious because I didn't want, I didn't want that brokenness, that feeling of, you know, you, you get your heart broken or you break somebody's heart. You know, right there, I just want to jump in. How many people have that that type of role of modeling. You know, what I hear you saying is, you know, three marriages and four marriages within your own family, that, I mean, that's significant. That's significant brokenness. So yeah. that was what you had as a role model. And, uh, you know, wow, wow. Yeah. And, and you know, I met my dad when I was 18. So I, I was also leverage. My mom kept me from meeting my dad. And I came home one day and found his address and his phone number after I came back from a leadership conference at uh, the beginning of my senior year and she didn't say anything, she just left it. And um, that's when we had phones that were attached to the wall. <laughs> and, You're giving uh, away our age. Yeah, my gosh. And um, so uh, I called him in and we began this, this conversation and then um you know, I, I wanted to do it better than what I'd seen. And so, you know, long story short, um, I didn't get married until into my 30s because I didn't want to end up a statistic. I thought I'd have to get my act completely 100% right on target and be able to offer that to someone. 
and then provide in such a way that there was no guessing. But what I didn't include into that equation is that there was another human being going to be involved. And so we all carry baggage. And, you know, it took 30 minutes to say, I do. And it takes more than 30 years to figure out what I do does. And, you know, the problem is um, it was her second marriage, but I didn't see that. I didn't see those things. My, my mind was, was, was covered. And then we got married. Everything was great. And we had children. Stanley, I'm going to back you up a minute because I don't want to miss a key thing. And I think it's really important. So you had already, you'd you'd had some, you know, rough role modeling and you, what you're telling me is you were super aware that you were not going to go down that road. So what was the, the, what was the attraction to your, your, your wife? Like, was it just like, okay, it's just physical attraction and I'm going to do my best here. Like what, what, what was the miss? What, what attracted you? What was the miss? The, I'm, I'm a savior type. Okay. Be all honest. I want to make someone's life better than what they ever experienced because I grew up a poor kid and watching relationships be broken and, and they were broken all around me. I mean, my neighbors were getting divorced, you know, it was just like, it was like a plague and there was no cure for it because people didn't address it. You know, they went to counseling, but that's as far as it went. It didn't go into self-development. And I think this is, this is the shift. Um, when we self-develop and when we self-mastery, we begin to understand who we are and what we bring and how that connects and synergizes with the other person. Whereas my thing was, hey, if I can give you a better life than what you'd ever dreamed of, and I can provide in ways better than you can imagine. And I can be the role model for, you know, our kids when we have them, then I'm doing everything that I can. But what, what happened was I was a workaholic. And so my providing, I got, I got that mixed up. I got the providing. I was, I was running the horses and the time that I spent in the carriage um, was at not as much as it could have been, but I grew up a poor kid. So my, my mindset was, I don't want to ever be poor. And if I provide, then that's a better role model than what I saw. So if I recap, so, you know, you, you go in, you have whatever attraction, don't really have any other framework around it other than a mindset of like, I'm going to do it different. And you're doing it different was I'm going to provide because that's what a, that's what a dude does is I go out and provide and why shouldn't that make her happy? So that's where we're at in the story. Correct. All right. So that's, we could see already how that's going to, you know, dissolve quickly. Yeah. And there was a physical attraction, of course, but you know, when, um, when, you know, and I won't speak for all men, but I will say that, you know, men want to be someone's hero. They want to, you know, this is where Samson um, had his biggest downfall because he just wanted to lay his strong head on, on the breast of a woman. And I'm not talking a sexual part. I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying, I want to lay my head somewhere where I can hear the heartbeat and know that I have a safe place too. And we want to be protected. And any man that says he doesn't, um, we should probably talk. 
Um, but we all want that. We, 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 we have our kryptonite. We, we have our fears that we want to confide and be vulnerable at that level. And most men aren't taught that. And I had a way to, to, to be able to articulate that. Um, I feel grateful that I had that gift. And so as the, you know, as you evolve in this marriage and, you know, where did it start going awry? Um, after my mom, um, really after my mom died, then, um, my son was born about two weeks later and my wife went through, um, uh, postpartum and not being a person that had, had ever experienced depression because I, I overcame that. My mom was an alcoholic and I overcame that. Um, I got beat every day. I overcame that. Um, you know, just, I overcame the obstacles of life and I allowed them to become platforms. And so I didn't understand everything that she was experiencing. And, uh, we lost a child. Our firstborn was, he had, he was stillborn, uh, uh, 10 days before he was delivered and we didn't know it. And so all of those things that, that were compiling inside of her created this depression and you're not equipped to handle that. And so all of those things then began. And, um, I think after, um, our, our son was born, he was more colicky. Um, he was just a little more fidgety, not, not, uh, not, and it wasn't his fault. Um, but there was just so many elements that went around that. And you, as a man, I tried to fix it. You know, I was a fix it person. And I later learned um, a very wise saying is um, most women don't want to be fixed. They want to be heard. Wow. And so, say yeah. that again, because it's really important. And sometimes dudes have selective hearing. Could you just say that one more time? Yes. <laughs> gentlemen, listen up. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and it goes both ways, but especially for gentlemen, because we we're fixer people. Right. And women want to be heard. They don't want to be fixed. And so it is, I asked the question and I learned this and I say, okay, when she had a bad day, I'm like, okay, so do you want me to do something about this or do you just need to tell me this? So and you had that, you had the insight even back then to, yes. to wrestle through that. Okay. All right. That's good. Yeah. But you know, and, but a person, okay. Two people. They are responsible for their happiness. And anytime that you exact your happiness out of somebody else, you are asking God to step off of his throne and come down on earth and walk beside you to give you what this human being cannot. Right. And, and this is where, this is where I think the breakdown is, is that we get isolated in our thoughts and then, and then we had kids and then, um, you know, that, that energy gets shifted because they're so impressionable and they, they see that. And, um, you know, I'm telling you, you know, at that point after I got married and, and, and after we lost a child and we, we were navigating that we both came to faith, um, at a deeper level as I, an adult, we made a decision. So now I'm, I'm involved in ministry. I'm involved with the church and I don't know how to help someone that is experiencing something that I refuse to adopt. Um, you know, you give me, you know, 
God forbid if you put McDonald's on the table, but if it's the only thing, I'll eat it. Okay. I'll, I, 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 I make adjustments and this is how I made adjustments in my life. And I couldn't make those adjustments outside of myself. And so I was limited and it was frustrating. And, um, you know, and we went through the, I, I became a pastor, you know, um, and now, now we're having um, marriage problems. Of course, who doesn't? We're human beings. Okay. Yeah, and, and so um, you experience the physical side of a spiritual being and it clouds everything. And then you start feeling imperfect and you, you start feeling your fears come up of, I don't want this to happen. Nobody gets married to get divorced. Nobody does. Um, we don't think, you know, I'm going to live with you for the next year. We want to think I'm going to live with you till death do us part. I mean, I took those vows seriously. And, you know, there were, there were things that, that, that I could have done differently. Um, but the one thing that, that when I, when I realized that it was going in a different direction and it wasn't getting better, I made the decision that my kids would never live without me. Never. I grew up without my dad. My kids were not going to grow up without me. And um, even through the divorce, I, I made sure that I, I did not talk about their mom. Um, and there were times it was difficult because I wanted to defend myself and I didn't need to defend myself. I just needed to let what happened surface and the truth prevails. And we, we failed in marriage, but we weren't going to fail our children. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to be a part of that. And, um, my kids, I coached my kids. Um, I made sure that no matter what they went through, that their dad, the foundation that I had, my faith and my love for them was unequivocal. It was just, there was no question. Um, and I have that relationship with them today. And, and, and I, have a, I have a friendly relationship with their mom now. You know, it, it, it was two people that, that created two beautiful um, beings, two beautiful children, but we weren't meant for each other. We had two different two different paths that we were, we were traveling. And yeah. So I guess the question is, is, you yeah. know, we went from demise, which is, you know, heartbreaking, right? And now, okay, so I'm going to sacrifice and really focus on my children. So I guess to categorize some of this is what were some of the significant sacrifices you had to make for those children, again, it's it's not their fault. This is stuff that we've got to deal with. But inside of even the sacrifices, as you're journeying through, because now I get to see, you know, you decades later, and, you know, I get to look at a man who most men would put on, you know, a pretty high level here of self-mastery, personal development. You know, your mind is so geared towards how do I conduct myself in the highest manner? So tell us as, as, you know, concisely as you can, is what are the sacrifices that needed to happen to really safeguard your children and give them the best that they could have? But then what were you learning along the way? What was it that, you know, allowed you to get to where you are now? I mean, look at where you are now, yeah. especially coming from where you came from. So tell us a little bit about that. 
Well, the hardest thing was the first night that I walked into the door and I walked into their empty bedrooms. And the quietness that was in the house, it was a deafening silence. And I hated that. And anybody who is listening to me right now, if there's one thing that you look at those kids, I want you to think about that. And I want you to think about that commitment that you've made with someone, you know, think that through what they're experiencing, their isolation. So the sacrifice was, I'm, I was willing to sacrifice anything of my personal, um, of my personal experience so that they didn't sacrifice growing up without me. And that meant that I was their swim coach. I was their wrestling coach, you know, traveling um, on two parts of town while my daughter sang at one high school and my son was wrestling at the other. I didn't miss their events and I timed it, you know, and it was, um, you know, I'm thankful that um, I stayed within the parameters of the speed limit, um, you know, give or take 25 miles an hour. Um, but, um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the, the sacrifices are that, um, my time with them, there was nothing that got in the way. And that meant, um, you know, dating. Um, I did not sacrifice my children for dating. I never had, I never had anyone, um, spend the night. Um, and I didn't have anybody spend the night much anyway, but, um, you know, there were, there were the parameters. There was the, always the, the respect level because, I knew that that they were always watching. They're always looking because they're looking to see who they're going to emulate, who they're going to duplicate in their response to other people. Right. So you're, you're the role model now, yes. no different than your parents. And then tell me about, you know, the mastery, the, the things that you did to put a higher level of thinking in, in your own life. And then how, how do people you know, what do people have to do to make sure that they don't end up in that marriage that's going to fall apart? Um, well, it is knowing yourself better than anybody else. And what being does that, mean? Well, that what, means, Tell me what that means. It knows what are my core values? What are the non-negotiables? You know, what, what, you know, what I may have overlooked when we were dating, I would not overlook now. Tell us, want, give me an example. Okay. I, I, want, I want to be so nitty gritty because to you and I, yeah. That makes perfect sense, but yeah. it doesn't make perfect. What I'm coming to understand is that doesn't make perfect sense. So what is the nitty gritty? Tell me what that means. I, I, I want you. Um, I need my partner to know that I am totally devoted to them, but they can't get jealous. If I, if I encourage someone else, they can't get jealous if I'm on the phone solving a problem because that's what I do. And I can't, you know, that, that jealousy can't be there. You've got to be secure in who you are and who you are with. What's because your role in that? What's my what role? What would be your role in that though? My role is to make sure that you know, okay. So if, if, if I were, if I were in a relationship with you, you would know without a doubt that my eyes are totally on you, but I could compliment someone else. Got it. That I have no desire for anyone else, but I can compliment someone else. Right. So that so there is a responsibility on your half is is what I wanted to really bring out. So back to the core values, right? So um, because you're an encourager, it's really important for you to understand that about yourself and to have your partner understand that. 
When you say core values, so what are some of your other core values? Just so it makes sense to other people. Like okay. What are some so, other things that you've identified uh, in yourself? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my, one of my core values is, is my faith. You know, I'm a Christian man, and um, I'm not going to believe anything else. And um, I'll entertain that with friends. I'll entertain that with clients. But in my own life, I have one savior. I have one direction. I know where I'm going. And so that's really important for you when you are looking for a, a partner. So yeah. I guess what I'm really trying to get at here is as, you, as you're saying, I need to get to know myself. And more than anything else before I'm able to really merge my life with somebody else. So these key things, these pillars, the cornerstone in your life must be identified. Excellent. So, so what else um, would you suggest that is, you know, these key things to really do to safeguard your, your, your relationship before you get married? Um, Know what the family values are. Know the, the parameters of how do they interact with other people? How do they interact with, you know, how do they act when they, when they get mad, what are their triggers? What are the things that make them comforted? What is their love language? What are the, what are the non-sexual um, turn-ons that make them melt and know that and do that? And do things um, without condition, you know, don't wait for, don't wait for a special occasion to break out the finest China, set it for pizza for crying out loud. You know, <laughs> you got, you know, China that's three, four, $5,000 and you break it out for Christmas only. That's, that just doesn't make sense. So, so it is, it is, it is the small things. It is what time are you coming home? Take that half an hour of their drive time, get the tub ready, put floating candles in there, go buy flowers, tear them all up and sprinkle them on the floor. You know, do the romance, find out what it is that turns them on. And you say, well, my wife doesn't like flowers. Okay. So drop them on the floor. They don't have to be in a vase, but make something special. And I want the same thing. Those are my triggers. You know, it's like, do something just because, you know, catch me in the act of doing something right. Um, Before I ask, you know, what did you do? I want to know, how are you doing? Right. So you're, what I hear you saying is, you know, that first step, really get to know yourself, really understand who it is you are. Um, so that way you, you don't, you have that non-negotiable and then making sure then from there as you're meeting and opening that world into that whole dating world. Now you're making sure that you get to know that other person at a very deep level. So therefore you could see if there's that, that merge and it comes down to it you know, the love language and then your communication as well. Does that sound, how's that sound? Yeah, that sounds, that sounds awesome. And then with kids, you know, my son looks in the mirror to see who he's going to be. And my daughter looks in the mirror and see who, who I, who I showed her how she should be. I didn't so unpack that a little bit. Tell me I, what that means. I didn't teach my daughter how to be a lady. I taught her what a lady should expect. Oh, wow. All right. That's, that's huge. That's another one. Say that again. (laughs) Okay. So I didn't teach my daughter how to be a lady. I taught her what a lady should expect. So I would take my daughter to dinner and I would open the car door for her. 
we would have daughter, um, daddy, daughter, you know, dances, but beyond that, my daughter, um, uh, I was the first one to hold her. And in less than, well, in just a little over a month, she's going to get married and I'm going to be the last one to hold her hand. That is going to be so powerful. Um, and my son, um, my relationship with my son is when he looks in the mirror and people will see him walk across a parking lot and they'll say, you look just like your dad. And, you know, it is, it is, I gave them the image of what I hoped that I would have had to the best of my ability, the image that I did not have. So I took what I didn't have and I gave what I wanted and I instilled that into my kids and my relationship with them. There is nothing, absolutely nothing. And I know somebody out there is going, oh yeah, your kids don't tell you everything. I'm going to tell you something. My kids, there is nothing that they keep from me that they want to share. There's nothing so intimate or deep or, or secluded that they cannot share with me. And I don't judge them. I'm going to ask, as we're moving into some finality, I mean, I can hear maybe somebody listening going, yeah, that's great. But how do you get there? Right. So I would want to remind everybody is where you came from, right? You didn't have too much role modeling. Sounds like there wasn't a lot of financial right. backing there. Tell me what are some of the key things that you did to gain the knowledge, the insight, the wisdom, the discernment, the people, like, how do you go from where you came from to who you are now? What are the, some of the key steps? Because I could easily see somebody going, dude, that all sounds good, but you know, I, I can't do that. So what did you do to prepare, equip, and rise? Um, it was self-mastery. It was looking inside myself. It was looking at where, where the road was broken and how I could, how I could mend that. Um, you can't, you can't, I don't want to start over. I want to take those experiences and start again. Was there anything specific that you did? Like, it sounds like you were, you know, from what I just heard, I sat and reflected. Was there anything else? I'm going to make it up. Was it a book? Was it a course? Was it all of it? Like, what were some of the things so people could touch it and tangibly go, if I could do these, I'm going to make it up. These three things, I can move further. Um, One of my favorite passages in the Bible is the prodigal son. And it's not because of the celebration. It's because it's because uh, we understand that each one of us plays one part of those roles at every part of our life. We are the one that think that we know things and we go off and we lose it. And then we lose our identity. And then we begin to get in our mind and remember in our heart who we belong to and we can make our way home. And we're also the father that wasn't able to communicate to both of his sons, the older son who stayed and did all the right things or so he thought. But he said, you know, you didn't even give me a goat. You didn't give me anything to have with my friends. And the father couldn't communicate to him that everything was already there. He couldn't communicate to the younger son that he, his love for him was so much that it didn't matter if he was in the pig pen or not, that he loved him. And he fell on him when he was dirty out of the pig pen. And then we are the father. Um, we're the older son who stays and thinks that we're doing everything right. And then when the younger son comes back, we go, that's your younger son. So that was a big awakening for me. And then, and then um, as my children grew up and as they were participating, 
you know, the, the key awakening was every time I looked over and they looked over at me, there was that connection. It was like, I'm in the right place. I'm supposed to be here. And it doesn't matter what happened between me and their mother as much as what happened between me and them. And I will, I will restore that relationship as, as time can allow. And that has happened. I'm friends with their mom. We can communicate. We can share. I'm, I love that part of it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. In the, in like the last um, moments, is there anything that you would share with our listeners that maybe one or two action steps, if they find themselves in a place of, you know, poor role modeling, uh, maybe something they could do to safeguard their, their current marriage before it falls apart or what to do before getting, getting connected um, into another relationship. Is there any like one or two things that you would say, do this. Um, anybody that can can get the funds or the access to go to a Tony Robbins UPW, and I'm not here doing a promotion for Tony Robbins, but that changed that changed so much. And I took my kids, I sent them there last year, and it changed the trajectory of their life. It changed their idea of who they are. It's getting into those deep accesses of understanding who you are and why you believe what you believe. And it takes an event like that um, for some, and it did for my kids and it changed everything. Um, what we realized the other day was when you mentioned that we were in the same, under the yeah. same roof yeah. in LA and I have my kids with me too. So I, I'm going to agree with that one. And if you can't afford to get there, although I think that, you know, and everybody should try to get, you know, get to that event. And I can't count how many I've been to. Um, but if you can't, even reading the book, I Awaken the Giant Within is just yeah. such an unbelievable awareness mechanism yeah. to open your eyes. So yeah, I would agree with that one 100%. Anything yeah. else? Um, you know, as far as the kids go, give them what you always wanted. Wow, that's a great. You're coming out with some good one-liners. Give them what you always wanted. Yeah. That's great. I didn't know how to be a dad. I didn't see what a dad was like. And there is no manual and I'm still learning. But um, what I did do was I imagined what it was like being that kid. And I wanted to give that. So that's, that's my, that's my, uh, my point that I can go back to. Okay. What would I want in this situation? I don't want to know judgment. I want to know love. Yeah. That's a great, it's a great place to end right there. And um, you know, so many, People, as I'm sure so many who are listening right now, still, you know, it sounds so good. You know, how do I get there? And going to these events, reading these books, it's not overnight. But get, if, if there's some of us that still need to, you know, maybe get that counseling, uh, Gem Revealed partners with Wellsprings Counseling. And then, uh, you know, Gem Revealed is a great is a great resource for so many just to really help you elevate to the highest place in your best self. Um, but Stanley, I want to thank you. Um, you you've certainly shared a lot, a lot that I didn't know. So uh, you know, looking forward to even learning more. Um, and if you could just close this out, you know, if our listeners are intrigued and captivated, you know, this guy is—is is he a preacher? What does he do? Because I know what you actually really do for a living. Um, could you take one minute and maybe just share a little bit about that, and then you know, we could put up how to get in touch with you if anybody's interested in your professional services. Okay. What I focus on right now is I focus on um, the body and the pain. So um, I have a triangle and it's spiritual, um, 
physiological and the body, the physical. Um, so all three of those interconnect together. I now focus on a lot of the body. So I'm an Egoscu certified uh, postural alignment specialist. So I teach people how to become pain-free without medicine. The mind and the body and the spirit, they all work together. So if we think ourselves sick, we will be sick. And what I do is I teach people, and I do this virtually, that they can become pain-free without medicine and an alternative surgery. Um, and it's not crazy stuff. It's just getting your body in alignment. And it's not just sitting up straight. It's training your muscles where to put the bones. And so that's what I do. They can, uh, they can reach out to me at lifecoachstan at yahoo.com. And um, I know I got to get my button gear and get my website just published. But lifecoachstan at yahoo.com. And um, I can give a free uh, consultation, share a little bit more about what Igasku is and the miracles that it is producing. So let me, let me just ask one last thing. So who's an ideal client? So it's because it is different than chiropractic. And, you know, I'm a big, big fan of chiro real principal chiropractic, big fan. So super quick, because we really want to stay within the time frame. Super quick. What's the difference between Igasku and chiropractic? And who is your ideal client? Ideal client is honestly anyone. So anyone who has dealt with pain or dealing with pain, have chronic pain, um, uh, feels like you're at your last rope. You've tried everything you haven't, if you haven't tried Igoscu. Um, other ideal client is any athlete that wants to get better, faster, and stronger. Um, you don't have to be broken or you don't have to be in a decrepit state or in pain, but you want to make your game faster, better, stronger. Um, you got to get your body straight. You can't get strength if you're not straight. And that's the truth of it. Loved it. Um, I get to really honor that statement because um, I mentioned to you the other day, I had a rotator cuff obstacle. And certainly next thing I knew, I was standing up and doing exercises with my my feet and ankles. And somehow or another, it took away that pain. And I don't know how he did it, but he did it. So I'm here to just say this stuff works and I'm I'm still learning too. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to learning more. Stanley, about you, your, your world, your life. Certainly glad that our paths have crossed. Thank you for sharing your heart and uh, and your, your journey with us. You've been a really big blessing. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. And we look forward to next time. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.